Hey y'all, what's good? Here we are with another day and another episode of the Pilgrimage Podcast. I'm your host, Rue Fitzum, and we got a good one on the show today. We got my sister, Sharifa Stevens. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Sharifa, she's she's a writer. She's a theologian. She's a she is a mother. She's a she's a wife and she's a friend to people uh, online. And I know uh, in person, haven't had that privilege yet. But when I make it into your city, you best believe I'm going to reach out. Um, yeah, y'all, <laughs> y'all can most definitely uh, find her on Twitter. But I've really enjoyed her reflections on her sub stack. Uh, where and when I enter, I'm doing this from memory. Is it when and where when or where? And where? When, when and, and where, where. Yeah. I answer. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, for real, just just welcome on. Thank you. I'm so glad to finally meet you, at least virtually. Yeah. Because you just exude pure joy online. Just oh, man. pure joy. <laughs> Thank you. I uh, I've yet to realize um how I come across in the online space. I just be like finding things I enjoy and kind of just insert myself in, you know? <laughs> I, when I was a kid, um, I was telling you before we started recording, I, I went to Christian school and from kindergarten through sixth grade, we would have these like character awards for children and a bunch of the parents would come view those. And Every year, and I'm kidding you, there was not one I didn't get the same one, and it was curiosity. And I'm convinced mm -hmm. it's because the teachers couldn't call me obnoxious because <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't went to the principal's office about 46 times. I counted from like kindergarten through four, uh, sixth grade, and it wasn't because of inappropriate behavior or necessarily bully behavior. I just couldn't keep my mouth shut. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and so the curiosity was questions and stuff but that insertion it's uh just finding my way and all of that it's 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 been characteristic of me my whole life <laughs> it's a good virtue to have that's wonderful I feel like so so much would be solved if more of us had a genuine curiosity about the world around us mm. Ooh, I feel that because there's a bunch of y'all out there. I don't necessarily know if it's my listeners who are not curious enough. I'm just trying to get into my feature voice. Yep. It's um no, it's actually uh heart wrenching when you see it uh kind of devastate communities too. <laughs> so. Yes, complacency, um, self righteousness. Mm -hmm. Um. A myopic view of life in the world really, really do have a negative impact on the thriving of individuals and communities. And I truly, you know, as a Christian, I'm always looking at Jesus and Jesus was so curious, yeah. right? Like it, he really cared about and he asked good questions. You could tell how curious he was by the quality and specificity of his questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he listened. He listened to the answers. Yes, yes. So the question, the questions he asked weren't placeholders for his next rebuttal. And um, and this is the son of God. So yeah, like, yeah. 
it's not like he didn't have access to information if he didn't need it. So like just the the posture of the son of God in being uh, capable right. of knowing without asking and asking anyway and asking genuinely and with goodwill. Yeah. I feel like that's a... Um, a trait worth following, especially for, for those of us who do not have access to all information for all time. Um, I think that if, if Jesus yeah. is willing to do it, maybe um, it's a good thing for us as well. I think, I mean, I just, it I'm might be worth following because too. curiosity is good. It's yeah. good. Absolutely. It's blessed. Yes. You know, it's a, it's a it's it's a it's good it's yeah. it's also a way to be fruitful it is also like anyway don't let me get no, on go go up hey system. listen like you know this is god god put us in a world of wonder yes and then said go steward it you can't do that without curiosity facts it's it's the substance and the seasoning of relationships that's right it's 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 both that's right <laughs> Um, <laughs> you feel me? I, I uh, was reading the story of the blind man who was made aware of Jesus's presence, right? As the crowd is gathered around him and he's like, what's going on? And they said, Jesus is around. And then he just starts yelling, right? Becoming like undignified. He's almost rambunctious. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. You gotta, you gotta be quiet, right? Like we, we right. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't have told you Jesus was around, but as they tried to shush him, Jesus is not resistant to his insistence. In fact, he curiously steps in and says, what do you want me what do, you want? do for you? Yes. And like that type of curiosity, I never noticed it before. But as I read this story and um, I was just thinking back on life and the lack of curiosity we have because we're scared potentially that people's desires may not be something we can't meet. Right. So we just rather not ask them or we're like, oh, no, no, no. You got to look a certain type of way to be qualified to ask such a question of a person mm. with uh that we highly esteem right in that crowd it could have been a mixed bag of reviews towards jesus but yep. like yeah. but jesus steps towards the insistent one and says what do you want me to do for you mm -hmm. um and he says i already asked for mercy and he's like no 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 what do you want me to do for you and it's like i want to see yeah. And uh, Jesus being the son of God, as you said, is able to provide that physical sense of liberation. But I think even more importantly, that tender gaze that we see Luke describe Jesus having in a lot of the yes. stories and, and that genuine concern that isn't a placeholder, even though there is access to that information previously, yeah. somehow Jesus is able to display uh, an, a need for your desire and it doesn't scare him um uh, it's, yes. it's, ah, yes. it's powerful yes yeah yeah is a curiosity is a conduit for connection come on look some passion is on. it that it's is curiosity it that? connection a conduit for compassion for seeds well and connection did, and, did we see connection too connection, connection curiosity compassion, compassion. To uh conduit, yeah, that's four. You must have been a battle rapper in your previous life, huh? You know, <laughs> I aspire. It's not, you know, 
I I I hope to one day be a contender, but I can't think fast on my feet. Oh, Maybe when I turn sixty, I'll just I'll start battle rapping. You be watching URL? No. Oh, okay, no, no, no. Hey, no shame. Hey, keep that head up, sis. My my head went down immediately, y'all. Just you know, the shame is there. Zaru can only see my scalp. Uh, hey, the part. Uh, speaking part, of yes. speaking of the part in URL, there was this. Uh, I'll get into the question and I'll introduce the topic. I'm just having okay. fun with this. Thank you, Sharif. This I'm I'm loving this song. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to totally botch the delivery, but there were two uh, battle rappers going against each other. And one was a white dude and one was this black dude named Ill Will and A-Ward. And uh, A-Ward's this Christian and Ill Will is this black dude who isn't a Christian. So obviously one of his angles was to kind of um, take an angle on Christianity that was creative, but also like make it look foolish. Yeah. And one of the things he says is like, Jesus don't look like you, A-War. In fact, Jesus looks like me. And so A-War gives a rebuttal, and he's like, you know what? You're right, Will. Um, you do look like Jesus. But A-Will's wearing a, a, um, a do-rag. He said, but my guy wouldn't have worn a bummy do-rag. He had a part in the waves. So I'm ah! looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I see that okay. part. <laughs> Look, all right. Well, we got to give him his flowers for that. Double entendre, and it was a rebuttal just chef off top. Kiss. Chef kiss. <laughs> this is why I can't be a battle rapper because I'd just be like, uh, I'd be fumbling. <laughs> like, I'm not concise. Uh, don't get me wrong, my vocabulary bank it's there, but which ones to choose from, I just, I just be choking. It's, it's, it's. I'll get you three days later. That's you know what I'm saying. I'll come up with that rebuttal you know, next week. But <laughs> yeah, the joke wow. text that you send on the ride home, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Oh, we moved on. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so freaking fun. Oh, I love that you're on the pilgrimage. Um, <laughs> we um, I asked you on because uh, it's actually your pinned tweet. You sometime last year, a few months ago, was contending for yourself, but it felt like you were contending for me to uh, embrace and to believe in the goodness of God mm. in the land of the living, in our experience of the world today, and not just in an expectation for another life that has not yet bestowed its presence upon us. <laughs> yes. Um, Before we die. Yes, before we die. And um, there's a lot to that. And we're going to get into that in the questions. Just wanted to introduce why I have you on, because that's spoken to me many a day when I've had to ask myself, oh, snap. Not only do I believe, can I like look back and uh, receive now the truth that God's goodness is still present despite yeah. despite the chaos around and so this is this is the topic of discussion for today but before we dive into that can you just yeah tell us a little bit about who you are Sharifa oh yay so this who am I I'm, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like such a vast 
question. It's it's gnarly, but uh, <laughs> I am a black first generation American mm-hmm. uh, woman who uh, has the benefit and privilege of being a child of Jamaican immigrant mm-hmm. and. Um, my life has been seasoned with, uh, you know, oxtails and (laughs) bagels and locks and, um, pho and like, I, I'm from New York is Mm. what I'm saying. And so, um, I don't live there, but it has left an indelible, um, mark on me. Yeah. And uh, I'm a I'm a follower of Jesus, a lover of Jesus, a fan of Jesus, a person. I just I love him. He's mm. so beautiful. Um, and he's my bungee cord, my tether to um the faith. Yeah. And I'm also a writer. I am married to Jonathan and I am the mother of two incredible children so I think I don't know and I'm also a friend I so I I I need to include that because I have loved ones who I'm not related to by blood but who um God has really blessed me with um, to walk life with so I'm a friend yeah I love that um as as you know I think a lot of the ways we are taught to think about our identities are primarily in their function and I love how a lot of your responses had to do with this interconnection with people to this this relatability a lot of the worth uh, and the joy and the things that make who you are. Yes, I do believe our giftings have a huge part to play in it, but I love how much New York and the diversity just in, inherent in the community you are grown up in with its foods, with its music, with its cultures and all of that, that grown up in the Midwest, I didn't have too much of, Lord. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's... <laughs> I'm sorry. But no, um, especially that friend feast too. Um, so as you talked about loving Jesus and loving God, you've taken at some point in your life a direction to where you wanted to study the Bible a little bit more, study theology, right? So to step into your theologian bag with a little bit more of a like concerted effort. What what spawned that? not knowing what my place was in Christianity as a woman. Mm, As, as a woman. And I wonder, is there another layer as a black woman too that played into that? Or was it firstly just in relation to your gender? I feel like I, it's hard to excise being black from being a woman in my experience, Mm. but in, in the traditions that I grew up in, um, being a man of God and 
what opportunities were open to men of God, regardless of race, mm. um, was different than yeah. what it was to be a woman of God in my tradition. Yeah. Like, but there, there are other traditions that I didn't have the benefit of growing up in where being a woman was not a bar to um, being a, in a pastoral role for you. Yeah. Right. Um, but that, that wasn't the case for me. My, my founding the spiritual formation in terms of church was quite multicultural. Um, and the, the people who were leadership on staff, some of them were from the United States and some of them weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was really helpful. And some of them uh, were brown, were black, were white. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it it wasn't like, yeah, we're multicultural. And then, you know, on the staff page, it, it's the head of custodial services who's black. You know, right. that kind of, you know, it wasn't like that. <laughs> yeah. So, the, the bookkeeper, right? <laughs> <laughs> if, yeah, if, if that, if, if they that, would right. you know, be trusting people with the books. That's true. That ooh, we're um, looking at you, Florida. All right, I'm sorry. Ooh, we're we try not to. <laughs> yeah, but but you keep you know acting up. So yes, so that wasn't the case at at the church where I grew up. Yeah. However, what was the case was women. Um, you know, women were not a part of that. Women were a vibrant part of the church, and absolutely the you know, the backbone. Mm. But as far as like uh, pastoral staff, no, that wasn't, that to this day, that just ain't happening. And um, if women are, were speaking, they had to be speaking in a different place than the pulpit. You know, they couldn't be on the, on the days. Is that what you call it? The stage, they had to be like down on the, like they had like little mini music it was just that like those kind of um cues that always let uh let girls and women know what their place mm-hmm. was. i don't know that feels like a long meandering answer to your question Mm-mm. but this was like one of one of the rare cases where being a woman was more um isolating for me than being black yeah being black was absolutely commonplace it wasn't it wasn't a thing growing growing up. Right, right. In in that particular church. Mm. Not I'm not speaking for New York when I say that. <laughs> you <laughs> I just want to disclaim because yeah, New York <laughs> has its own blend of uh violent systemic racism. So uh, I'm yeah. not, okay. So just if but that particular location gonna... in church, what barred yeah. you from service to God or even access to a viable it, it didn't community? Bar, it just narrowed it. Mad, it was like mad narrow. So it was like, yeah. By, like, I, I sing, so I could serve by singing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? um, won't be that, chil- like that. that children's director, maybe give Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, the naming is director very. Director pay. <laughs> so when you didn't know what your place was in was it also in a time where it's like 
that's pretty tragic, not just because you want a place that's more inclusive of women to be able to participate in the kingdom of God. Or was it personal? Was it like, I, this is a vocation I want to be in? Or was it even just outside? It's always personal. I feel like Mm -hmm. it's always personal. Even though I didn't, I I wasn't like, you know what, I aspire to be a preacher and Mm -hmm. I, I would like to be a head pastor someday. Nope, didn't aspire to do that. But what I... What I did believe was that there were certain questions that I couldn't ask, you know, and certain certain conversations that I couldn't have as yes. just as a as a result of my biology. And that just felt very strange in a, a space where Jesus is. Mm. So but I didn't have I didn't have the vocabulary for that feeling or um the the discomfort um and this you know i left i left for seminary and at the same time this church where there is no uh pastoral staff that could be a woman they happily sent me to seminary they mm. happily um supported my decision to go to seminary it is so like it's so complicated yeah. so i don't want to like i don't want to paint a picture that is more black and white than it really it's it's really the gray of it that hurt mm. because these these people they love me like that's not that was never a question and it's just that their obedience to god looked like ex- exclusion in in certain contexts you know yes and i was that context. <laughs> so, like some of the things you know so it, it, but they also supported me like it's just so mess it's messy yeah. uh, so i just i want to present it as honestly as possible yeah if if, if that makes sense but it was it was deeply confusing for me and I I decided if I could read Greek that that would help me to be less confused it was Mm. a naive take on my part (laughs) (laughs) that's my theological or formal theological training origin story Mm. oh my gosh I am so interested in like all of it because some of um what you're talking about is a song that i've heard from Hmm. many of my sisters from different intersections but uh particularly in the um ethiopian black minority context um but what you're saying even outside of the world of theology what breaks my heart is just how um yeah, almost inherent patriarchy becomes to yeah. the men. Um, like I could talk about my Ethiopian upbringing that is like just <laughs> blatantly, you know, yeah. and then the type of subtleties we see in America that become more, much more. But what I'm thinking about in the context of theology and civil rights, I'll try to make these two stories concise. And if they ain't, I'm going to edit them out. I mean, but, we good. Just go. You know, so I'm thinking... Um, You know, so there's the story of Richard Allen and Absalom Jones, the first folks who were like, ah, you know what? Uh, 
we we are enslaved. We are at these white led churches and we're told we can't even pray. We were told to get up off our knees. So we're going to start a new church. That's like this 20 year process. And then old homie named Jarena Lee. Comes she come along. in. She Woo. come in. Yep. And she and Richard Allen, they have their goings. And uh, Richard is like, hey, you can be an exhorter. You know, right. yeah. <laughs> so it's it's like breaks your heart, right? Because you see the sense of ownership and like autonomy from out from a place of struggle and still within that place of struggle and the difficulty for men, uh, yeah. well-meaning men who believe in the gospel and, yeah. and want their people to be free, still having uh, ifs and buts about who uh, is able to access this leadership. Um, and so you hear Jarena's story. And as I read some of her like reflections on that time, she says, hey, the resurrection of Jesus is my qualification. Listen, right. even civil rights, right? You got the Voting Rights yeah. Act that comes out. And it's like, okay, okay. The, the women who were a huge part in these protests and in these marches and in the creative processes to speak truth to power. And then once the men are able to vote again, they're like, oh, no, let's acquiesce to to the rhetoric the white men particularly want us to do in order to get our yep. incremental progress. Yep. Uh, like you you said earlier that it's the gray that hurt. And I, it reminds me of MLK's um it's not the hatred of our enemies that hurts the most paraphrase, but the silence of our friends. Yeah. Um, but then you learn a little and MLK is a hero of mine. Top two <laughs> and not and, two, and not. Two. And, <laughs> yep, and but, yet. And yet you see his relationship with Coretta and yes. uh, wanting her to stay at home and all these different aspects in which patriarchy was uh, it didn't elude him. It um. It didn't elude him in the subjugation of women. And um, I mean, we could talk about this, yep. like there are many different characters in which that's true about. And I usually end up not like talking about this way about MLK in front of certain crowds because I've heard yes. folks. Yes, yeah. that'll be I mean, and that's part of that's part of the issue. Yeah. That's part of the issue, too, because, you know, we don't we don't want an unnuanced, yeah. incurious yes. treatment of the shortcomings of our 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 heroes yeah you know like because isn't he his words are abused enough like they're they're really abused right. so it's hard it's hard for me to to go out and and be like okay but would he even be here if it weren't for Coretta like Coretta started this whole like for real yeah. Okay, so and and how many times did who was that? Now I'm I'm mad because I can't even remember this woman's name right now. Oh, I hate it when that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The woman who who did freedom schools. Mm. Was it Ella Baker? It wasn't Ella Baker, but okay. Ella Baker is one of the. She's one of them. Like, mm -hmm. but but her name wasn't Ella Baker. This was an older woman. Oh okay. my goodness. Somebody in your audience, one of the listeners will know. And I appreciate sure that. They'll know <laughs> what's but the story. They didn't want her in executive leadership mm. because simply because she was a woman. Simply. And this just happened over and over again. But the people, the people who housed civil rights leaders, the people who fed civil rights leaders, 
the people who had to contend with horrible um, employers who had to go into the houses mm-hmm. of white racists to wash their clothes. Like right. the people vulnerable to harassment and rape. Like this, this is not just a men's movement. Right. It was not anyway. That's no, go go off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, an, it's like a, another example of it's the it's the gray, yeah. the gray that hurts. It wasn't black and white. It yeah. wasn't. You know, it's not black and white now. Where I have to choose how I speak about people, and in one sense, you know, it's to preserve the dignity of people. And in another sense, it's like, but what am I protecting? What has formed your view of the goodness of God as you've yeah walked through storms? Yeah. Um so I wanna be careful in how I respond because I have not arrived. So like yeah. I I am I am a person just I think it was yesterday I was talking to my friend about the ways that I fear God, not mm. not in a holy and biblical sense, mm. but um just like so so if I pray about this and I say it out loud. Is is God gonna ask me to like put it on an altar and sacrifice it because I care so much about it? Um, like how do I handle how do I handle the uh visceral, primal um protectiveness that I have for my children as they are walking out into a violent world, into Mm -hmm. a world that might not take a second to observe, to ask questions about them before um, condemning them. How do I do that? And how do I give, how do I give that to God when it's been hundreds, of years, hundreds of years, thousands of instances of a lack of protection of dead children, of lynched people. Like, how do I continue to be soft and tender about these requests? Mm. I I have not arrived. So I want to, I want to be really, really clear yeah. about that. Um, but on the, on the other hand, I feel like my existence in the world is a testimony to the goodness of God. 
I feel like I shouldn't be here, except for the fact that there are so many of my ancestors who did not die. They were preserved. Mm. They were given a measure of grace that we cannot fathom or conceive of that kept them. We can't conceive of it. Mm. I get I get ornery if my Wi-Fi is cut off. <laughs> I'm living a soft life. Um and at the same time, even in our soft lives, there there are these circumstances that keep dogging us. You know, yeah. I feel like mm. we are we are in an age of casual terrorism where and it's incessant in the news cycle, we have mm. access to local and global um catastrophe, tragedy, um, injustice all the time. Mm. Um beyond beyond our ability to absorb it mm -hmm. um and so grace for our generation looks different um i and i i'm still um in process because i doubt god's goodness sometimes yeah uh i when i'm in pain I'm not always like, but I will praise you right now in the, in the middle of this. <laughs> I, I, but I know people who do. Yeah. And so I'm not, I'm not like, I don't, I'm not making light of that, but I am saying that that's not my first response mm -hmm. um, all the time. Uh, yeah. My first response is, is lament and anger most of the time. Mm -hmm. um, and the goodness of God in this process is that God receives that too. Is mm. that I'm not I'm not abandoned for not being that good girl. Mm. Shiny, shiny, happy, um, always, always obedient, never questioning. Like that's not the modus operandi of God. It may be mm. for some of his people. But the modus operandi of God is in honesty and and access. Like he God is like, I just I want to I want an open communication line. Yes. You you want to yell at me? I'm God. Right. So it's not like I'm gonna I'm not gonna melt away. Right. I I also know you. So I won't be easily offended. Um, I'm with you. So we, the goodness of God is the Emmanuel aspect. Like he's, he's with us. Yeah. He's showing up in the world um, to the people who are hurting, mm -hmm. not the people who have no reason to complain and their lives are fine. And like, he's a cute option um accessory mm. to their lives he's showing up um to people who know who are acquainted with grief who who think that good news is um being set free 
um, being freed from prison, being healed. Um, that's good news in the definition that, you know, Jesus took from Isaiah mm-hmm, announced mm-hmm. himself. So like that's, and, and Jesus knows what it is to be innocent and lynched. Yes. And so that's, that's the good news for me. That's the goodness of God for me is yeah. a savior who doesn't have a peripheral or indifferent knowledge of what it is to be poor, what it is to be subjugated, what it is um, to be lonely, what it is to be disappointed, what it is to be murdered, to be scourged. He's he he knows this, mm-hmm. and it lives in him from now on. It it is in it's the scars in his hand. Yeah, his glorified body. Yeah, he he's not forgetting this. It makes him an able advocate and that's goodness Mm. so i so i live with this tension because i know who jesus is and again he's my he's my tether yeah when i want to walk away i know who he is i know what he's been through yeah and that keeps me in the times where I'm so angry about 400 years about the things that just keep, keep happening. Yes. You know, it. I know, I know that he's near and I know that I'm still here because of the goodness of God to my ancestors. And I, and he answers prayer. Like that's the other thing. He, 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 he just, he does answer prayer. God does answer prayer. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. That is so powerful. It's, it's almost like aggravating sometimes because I feel like the only moment I'll be able to walk away from Jesus is when I'm able to say, you ain't know what I've been through. (laughs) And the fact that I can't say that, (laughs) that God has made God's self, the son of God has made himself susceptible to the suffering that I am not immune to. And God has literally in, whether you want to call it the kenosis, the emptying of God's self, you come on now. Hey, (laughs) Uh, with all of it has um, essentially given up that immunity that we've always envisioned God to have. Mm-hmm. separate and i never knew god's goodness as solidarity until really recently and it is tragically because mm. my shift in focus with what the intent of the liberating god desires or his people even when the powerful and the mighty feel invincible yes. and when history shows us the invincibility of the wicked over and over again the fact that it it's not that it's God has destroyed the enemies every time we needed God to, but the fact that God has stepped into the story with us 
is powerful. Ellie Weasel in his book, Night. Have you read this book or heard of it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Classic, right? Um, the scene, I might butcher it a little bit, but I think I'll get its essence correct. They are in the concentration camp, right? And um, a lot of the men stripped naked are walking towards for what many of them would be their deaths and they see uh this uh construction that has a dead child of it and there are men and women in that uh crowd of people walking towards their death saying where is god where is god um like because our jewish siblings know um genocide they they know yes. what, they they know what it is to be stripped of humanity of land yeah. of land yeah. not only from land and and to ask that question of um the god they've known since their ancestral beginning and will someone in the crowd who is experiencing the same suffering else it's on that construction with that dead child yeah. god is there that is and so experiencing goodness and not being able to uh, bifurcate it from suffering is very aggravating for me at times, you know, because sometimes it seems like just uh, a thing we need to make up in order to make sense of our existence, right? It's yeah. it might fall into that category of, <laughs> um, yeah, just these fantasies. But as you say, this God who answers prayers, who still somehow has us here yeah, yeah jesus knows what we've been through and you said something power you full you said i know what jesus has been through too and um for that to be the guiding principle that sustains our view of god's goodness is very compelling to me yeah he's beautiful yeah So as you know, my podcast is called The Pilgrimage, and there are many pilgrims out there who have not necessarily come to the same conclusions about God's goodness that we have, not asserting that all of our conclusions about God's goodness are the same. They're unique. They're they contextual, but there is an agreement and a resonance I have with you that people have some way, somewhere along the way lost because of the great disappointment and devastation of not knowing God's intervention in those spaces yeah. who, um, yeah, I don't necessarily know if I'm asking you to plead for them, but like what words of maybe reimagining God's goodness would you share with them if it feels impossible, when it feels impossible to imagine such? Yeah. I, you know, mm, I just, I don't know if I have a plea because mm -hmm. I, I'm so, comfortable with um god's ability to make room for that disappointment mm. i'm i am very i'm confident in god's ability to show up for for people um without them having to prepare god room i i guess my plea would be god makes room for that like we we've been taught to fear our own um, honesty with God. God's gonna um, get us. 
for for talking to God honestly. Yeah. So my my encouragement is that God is not going to get you, mm. or, or else God would have gotten me already. Thanks. So I I'll, I'll say that um, <laughs> God would have gotten so many people, including some of the people that God did not get in the Bible. I'm not just making this. This is not just yeah anecdotal. Um, so God will. God is comfortable with our honesty yes and god's goodness god's plan of goodness also this is a separate thing has mm -hmm. always been communal it's it's never been individual and the way jesus shows his power um in his in his earthly ministry the way he showed his power was um, so generous. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and when he commissioned his disciples, he, he said that, you know, I've been given this power. Here it is. Yeah. So it, it's a constant dispersion. And so part of the goodness of God is us. Mm. It's how we deal with each other sometimes we need some some people to carry us because we don't have we don't have it yes we don't have it to pray we don't have it to have faith and we need people to break the roof open and lower us down mm. it it's okay e either way either way it's it's okay it's okay to have other to say to people i don't i don't got it i don't believe i don't i don't know i don't got it mm -hmm. and to have those people hold that without platitudes without useless words mm -hmm. and 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 hold hold you up and say i got you like that's God's goodness too. And there's room. Bonhoeffer has a quote in Life Together where he says, sometimes the Christ in your sibling is weaker than the Christ in you or vice versa, right? And that has helped me at times. The fact that Psalm 88 ends with you have abandoned me and it just suspends there. That's it. That's it. You have abandoned there. Uh, God's comfortability with our doubt. Um, I'm sorry. I just have a bunch of quotes because doubt has been a wrestle of mine <laughs> my whole life. Um, and because of very real things, too. It's not just an intellectual thing. Uh, it's, it's been deferred hopes. Uh, Karl Barth said, if our doubts were any obstacle to Jesus, then who of us could presume to be his? That question has led me to tears and in fact it's it well shows me how unfazed god is in jesus's by our honesty and it, it's amazing that you brought up that communal point because when you come from a theological tradition or denomination that is always emphasizing the individual characteristics of our salvation our soteriology it's so uh there's so much effort in our programs put into intensifying 
the degree of our faith in this God in order to secure our own salvation. And it really robs God of any sustaining ability. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so it's it, it's been a journey for me. Like that's that is my pilgrimage, walking out of the platitudes and yeah. into the uncertainty and it's still uncomfortable at times i'm becoming more comfortable and i have a long way to go right i'm i'm, I'm 23 too. years old so i'm I, as my mom says your mind ain't fully developed yet your brain <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see what that looks like too what what the um discomfort and the anger looks like in a place where mm. i might even understand who i am much more um and so and life and just life experience yeah <laughs> right like it does it's it'll it, oof, life is hard sometimes yeah. right and the more the more we live it the more we're like oh mm. this this is this is challenging i i just had a friend one month ago uh one of my good friends she uh she died at 33 and it was it was one of those like random things too she started coughing internal bleeding and then like that's like the first time I've ever known grief that comes from um not a family member I've had many family members die and that's so like tragic and then it's like oh here's a friend that I chose to do community with and like Hi. she's gone now and just the tears and just this visceral response of my body of just like the devastation and just the pissed offness that she's gone right and she she was immortal to me like you know it's like yeah. uh, in litigation has so much like um resolve not not in fixing the world but the way she did community and people would gravitate towards her because of her care the ethic of care she embodied herself with it was like um to 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 know that and understanding that that's going to happen a lot more <laughs> as right. I grow like I was like I really pray this goodness is powerful enough <laughs> to to even if it's not something I'm um like not dishonest about and say oh I I still know God like it is when right. see billows roll whatever my lot you know <laughs> I was like oh you is it's an amazing story that that already for me that ain't how I get down right. um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so all that like i guess i i could keep um riffing but what you share is just that's that's so compelling and yeah it, and it's it's a journey i just want to make it plain you know i'm on that pilgrimage i don't have i don't have all the answers like I don't have most of the answers I do know who Jesus is I do know that and like I just I don't know there's that's it that's it as yeah. far as as far as the goodness of God if if what they're saying is true and Jesus is the representation of god mm -hmm. and who god is and what god cares about yeah then wow like we're probably <laughs> we doing better than like <laughs> we all right yeah. i mean 
Jesus's love it ain't like mine. So mm. Jesus's love is is co the compelling argument for me. On on the days that um on the days that I I just want to give up on everything. I can't, you know. This Jesus Jesus can take if you had been here this wouldn't happen. And Jesus Jesus can take desertion. Mm. Um not that he was happy about it. I, I don't want to talk about Jesus like he was he unmoved. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I want to create this weird but but like it, Jesus addressed it. Yeah. Yeah. Said, and 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 was like, here's an opportunity for redemption. What? What kind of mm. love is this? Why don't you cut these people off? Cut right. them off. Uh, you're not good for my brand. <laughs> you know, like, sorry, Peter, but you done messed up three times too many. <laughs> three times. I told you so. I told you. Yeah. I even I'm prayed for here. you. I said Satan was gonna sift you like wheat. That wasn't sign enough. Right. Come on, come on, son. So, like, you're you're really bad for um my my marketing my press. So no, um, Judas, why why are you eating eating this bread and taking this cup? You know good and well. Like I don't, Jesus, I don't, I don't know. He's just I. Mm. Jesus love is different. Thomas, what'd you say? What'd you say about? Unless you, unless you what? Okay. Mm. Well, well, brother, do what you need to do yeah. so that you, you and I are good. Yeah. I will, I will, I will not, I'm not even going to begrudge you. I'm not going to belittle you. Right. Look, look, cause you, you saw, you saw the trauma of my death. Mm. You saw the bloodiness of my death here. Look, I'm alive. Mm -hmm. And I'm keeping these scars for you and everyone who might feel the way you do. Yeah. So that's that's Jesus, right? So I feel like if I'm like if when when my friends die, mm -hmm. when my family dies, when I'm worrying about my children, yeah. I'm just gonna. I'm just going to be honest mm. and I'm going to trust that God is going to respond to me in the way that I need Yeah. when I need it. I'm going to trust that. Yes. Yes. And I'm going to trust that when I don't trust that he's still God, God is still going to keep me. Yes. God is a keeper. Yeah, I'm so glad. This is the last thing I'll say. I'm so glad that God, Jesus, is not like Drake who says. <laughs> and here's what I mean, because it's a catchy hook. But you remember when he's like, I've been losing friends and finding peace. Honestly, that sounds like a fair trade to me. If anyone is justified with that type of audacity and, you know, just like self absorbance you know what i'm saying yeah. and don't get me wrong like my friends try to play me that i listen to drake don't get i didn't listen to his last <laughs> album i didn't listen to his last album that he's on some ridiculous stuff 
but like uh i i look at that hook and i'm hearing what you're saying about like jesus could have been one of them dudes it's like could have been i i got peace losing you and it's yeah. like you know what maybe in losing you like in or in you going your way you'll actually find that i'm with you um and so yeah emmanuel is so good yeah. um pilgrims um i want y'all to check out sharifa substack <laughs> i'm thinking about what you're sharing as you're talking about your fears for your children in a world that doesn't care about what guns are doing uh you have mm. so many like reflections and i think that'll even give a lot more um understanding of where you're coming from as you are one who holds out hope for god's goodness yeah. in a world that doesn't look like there's too much is there is there any work you're doing or other platforms i'll put them all in my link description that people can help uh find you on and just support you with why yeah you can find me at home yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> where <laughs> no um so no, you can find me. You can find me at home. I'm, yeah. I'm, because this, this is where this is my office. Yeah. This is my school. Mm -hmm. So, Substack is my um place of processing, and most of the work I do is in supporting other authors in like a an editorial midwife. Mm. Okay. So hopefully you can trace the hand of my work without actually seeing the work. Seeing what? Yeah. Okay. So what's uh what's your Venmo? What's your tip jar? Sharifa dash uh -huh. Stevens with a V. Mm -hmm. You don't know how to spell Sharifa. It's S-H-A-R-I-F-A. F is in Foxy. Yeah. I don't know what my cash app is. Let me see what my cash yeah, app is. Yeah, absolutely. And that all that will be in the description so people can support you uh in oh, whatever it is. Okay. All right. So we'll we'll put that all on there so people can continue to find this. And um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. It has been such a great conversation. Man. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And to you, pilgrims, here's to uh, painting a canvas of light and hope into our world today. Love y'all big time.